Welcome to As You Were, a podcast about Alkaline Trio, where every week we talk about one Alkaline Trio song. One Alkaline Trio song. And this week, my friends. And Terry. It's this one. David, that was a moving performance. Ah, I felt it in my bones. David Anthony. Tim Crisp. Hosts of As You Were, a podcast about Alkaline Trio. Happy first day of Hanukkah. Hmm, yes. And happy two days before Christmas. I know, so much going on. Uh, Christmas and New Year's fall in real weird dates this year. Wednesdays. Don't love it. Don't love it? Don't love it. I got no problems with it. Fair enough. Oh. Happy holidays to all of you out there from David and myself. It's the 22nd of November when we're recording this, so we're just trying to- A month ahead of schedule to the day. Oh, exactly. Well, better about Almost. But uh, we hope that- we hope that everything in the future is good. Um, no guarantees there. Yeah. We'll uh, insert some topical dialogue for you here. Ham. Oh, my God. Did you see the news? Oh, my God. Are you going to watch the basketball game? Yes. On Thursday I night. Can't wait to see Stephen Curry and Stephen Curry. <laughs> The Atlanta Falcons. Hawks. Basketball. And we're back. Mm-hmm. Um, David, very topical banter. Very topical banter for a very uh, spirited episode of As You Were, a podcast about Alkaline Trio. This episode brought to you by our friend Terry. I said, Terry, what song should we talk about? Interesting. I, I, thought, I, I thought I'd give him a little Christmas gift. Uh-huh. And uh, and here we are. He got to. He, he didn't know. He didn't know when it was going to come out. And here it is. And let let me tell you something right now. Oh boy! All these all these jokers out here. These podcasts. They took the week off, didn't they? You're like, it's still Tuesday. I'd still like to listen to my podcast. We're here. We weren't here for most of the summer. True. We or, did miss guess, a lot fall, of that. But we're here. Yeah, we're, we're here, back. Damn it. Back and better than never. And we're here to talk about the first song off of Crimson. Our record we have talked about so much, especially if you subscribe to Patreon, where we did a whole experiment. We did a whole experiment where we uh, resequenced the record uh, using some alternate uh, songs, too, from around that time inserted in here. But neither of us put a different first track on crimson how could you do it is my question is there an answer i don't think so and even with the piano intro being what it is like uh uh-huh. cut that off like where else would this fit this I, is such a first song i really don't know and a thing i've thought about a lot is how did this song start being written you know did they because that first part after that like you know, Matt kind of holds out that note and they kind of build and they come in and it's, it's kind of a heavy part for the alkaline trio. It's kind of loud. It's brash. It's got a riff. And it's like, did that come first? Did the piano part come first? Did the verse come first? Where did we begin here? Because this song has a lot of parts that uh, arguably shouldn't fit together as well as they do. Yeah. Cause it's like 
pretty seamless, especially going from that guitar instrumental into the verse. And Matt really like outdoes himself with this vocal melody. So good. I just so good. Love how he lets those words hang and then rushes. Mm-hmm. But it's just such a like syllabic pulse to it. There's it's it's so freaking seamless and tight. A, a lot of great word choices in here. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of great imagery. Um, one of my favorite misheard lyrics from a friend of mine who thought one of the early lines was they washed all their windows. Uh, <laughs> it's a very spring cleaning kind of song. I just like love, you know, and you found everything you need. Like it's so freaking sharp. I've always loved the use of cutlery in, uh-huh. the, in the chorus, which could be so clunky, but is like a nice kind of end word for lines and they hold it out and Dan's harmonies. It's just, there's a lot that falls into the place here. There's a lot of plates being spun and balanced that somehow don't come crashing down in this one. Cause this is a bold fucking open. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like Matt really had to take his time, like getting the words together because it's like, you can't put too many things other than something like, completely revolting where yeah, it yeah, is yeah. and um they have safety and relief and like for someone who we talk about having most of his best songs being the ones that he shits out in 15 minutes like really really like have to compliment the work that had to have gone into a song like this i i think that's that highlights what i think one of the great issues is with uh our friend matt skiba which is like he's really good at just having a song that sounds like it just, you know, came plopping out and here it is. But when he puts in the time and effort, I think he can make something like this. And I think on a record like this, there's several examples of that for me. I think after that, he kind of splits the difference too much where he tries to have the magic of the, I spent no more than 10 minutes on it, but then he adds a bunch of auxiliary stuff that just muddies it. And there's not enough in that initial idea to carry any of the other stuff. Whereas here, everything's leaning on everything else. Everything's just placed well. And, you know, tonally, like the guitars sound massive. The drums and Derek's playing is great. And that bass tone. mm. Oh, Mm. man. I mean, Dan's always been like such a Fender jazz bass, tone heavy dude. Like He's a a jazz daddy, yeah. uh, (laughs) But listening to it here, it's like, it's just got enough of that, like, like kind of the clunk to it, but it's oh, yeah. it's just such a warm. That's the thing. Tone. It's a weird balance because you can really hear the strings almost like, kind of like, in motion. Yeah, I was gonna say flabbing is the word I was gonna use. You can like see Dude, them just kind of listen to goddamn it, like that is just f- like flabbing strings. Yeah. You hear every but, clock, but it's so warm uh-huh. and it's so big and it's just like a classic rock bass tone put into this band in a way that's like oh shit where'd that come from yeah yeah that's uh that's mr jerry finn Mm -hmm. and i mean that's the thing is like obviously there's a reason uh not just the alkaline trio but so many bands loved working with him so many bands at this time because he was able to not just bring out great material but he knew what would serve it well yeah and he famously had an arsenal of guitars and amps and all this stuff and you, this is the record where you really hear like they were not using one guitar tone for every song. They were not 
really yeah. using one Most base definitely. tone for every right, song. Right, right. There was a lot of time spent here, and and I think uh, in service of something uh, that's deserving of it. But uh, how do we feel about it as a first single from Crimson? I mean, we touched on this a few weeks ago. This is this is really like for them the record that they have the opportunity to land mm-hmm. the darker toned uh accessible pop punk emo is in pretty full swing i'd yeah. say in 2005 yeah and they, they i think that this is the record that really like the time caters to them and they also cater to the time a little bit. I, sure. I feel like they really dialed into a tone that goes across the whole record. I think that the imagery is so specific to that time too, where you have, you know, some of the eyeliner and the other makeup and those photos of uh, Matt sitting in that like throne huge yeah. chair with this broken arm yeah jesus <laughs> odd time for press photos my guy um at least the cast was black though eh, it was something um but this is really the the one problem with this record is this is the first single it's not really it doesn't really land as a single it's a tough single because you have the piano intro which goes for some time right um but even without the piano i don't think that there's like i don't think that that guitar line is the radio friendly hook that they would want at all i mean i i I like it as the bold gesture versus a first song on the record and first single of like we are going somewhere and you're either coming along or you're not yeah, that's really what this song is for me. I remember hearing it and being like, "Whoa, I'm in, not sold. Give it to me." Um, and I can totally understand why someone would feel differently. But it, if we're trying to talk about a breakthrough single, this isn't to, to use references we did a few weeks ago. This is not. I'm not okay. Right. Uh, even in terms of like a dark second single, it's not a Helena. I would say the song's great and I love it arguably more than those songs, but in terms of like it being able to fit as a like single slash record opener slash whatever, like I, I think it's just kind of always failed on the single portion in part because it is, it demands a lot of a listener or a viewer. Cause this did have a video that was played a lot on MTV too and views yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And that video wasn't great. Admittedly. No, it really wasn't. It's it's not bad. It's just like it's just you don't nothing. have an idea. It's just so a performance just have them video. play and have the lighting be cool. Yeah, it's a performance video. That's it. Like the only real cool part of it to me is that bridge where it kind of darkens up and they do some of the light stuff and the broken string. <sighs> yeah, weird. Like how is that not a thing? Like oh, I broke a string in this music video. Slap one on. It doesn't matter because you're not actually performing. Eh. Yeah. Or don't. Just take it off. <laughs> like, who's going to notice? Odd choices. Uh, um, excuse me. Excuse me. Uh, yeah, question in the back. I noticed that you don't have a D string on in the Time to Waste video. How exactly could you play Time to Waste without a D string? 
Hello? Anyone? Anyone? Uh, more more of a comment than a question. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, it's definitely one of those things where it's like, I love the song. I love its placement. I, I think it's great, but I do think it's... Uh, Crimson's a hard record to market. Yeah, and I think Mercy Me is obviously like a a fantastic single it's got the most plays on uh-huh. their spotify list but it's a second single and that's a song that like like you need a little bit of context for this band. totally totally and I, I agree with that completely like i don't know what else i would pick as a first single from this record and i think that's the difficulty and i think even if uh apparently because we're just a my chemical romance podcast now uh <laughs> even if we're gonna look at welcome to the black parade which opens kind of quietly with a piano. It's like two measures. Then he's like singing. Right. That's not this. Like you have a solid minute until lyrics are happening. And I think that, you know, if, if anything like Crimson is the closest that they come to like a concept album, there's no Mm. like inherent concept to it. There's no like long narrative, but it's an album that was specifically pushed as, Dan is singing on Matt songs. There's more Dan material to it. They yeah, like yeah, yeah. specifically crafted a record where it's not like Dan playing. You've got so far to go right before Matt sings. Fuck you, Aurora. Yeah, they, yeah. All these songs are sort of in, in the pocket of each other. And it's tough to like extract singles out of something where, everything is kind of just based on what is surrounding it. And I mean, could you imagine if they actually called it church and destroy (laughs) like how different, like you'd be like, Oh, that record's so good. But why that? It would be really funny if we were in a position of being talking about a song and saying like, yeah, I mean, could you imagine if this was on a record called my shame is true? Like, Uh Uh, how much worse could it have gotten um one thing that i really really like about this song in particular and thinking about it within the context of such a fertile writing period for matt is you know you have a lot of songs coming out around this time songs like queen of pain Mm -hmm. while you're waiting Mm -hmm. and and this track that are so directed at like one person who is having a difficult time and the implications of of this song you know being that you have someone who's who's suffering with self-harm and you have just rooms full of concerned adults and this is a person who just like doesn't have anybody that's really there in the, in the way that that they need yeah and it's it's a really really tender spot of of Matt's writing that you know i i will always really cherish yeah cuz i mean even even in this song where he's saying that he can't help it's it's all there's a care yeah it's all about that care you know it's uh there's a lot of he through this era is such an empathetic individual 
obviously some songs like radio and shit like that kind of portray him as the angry screaming man which he is but there is a very empathetic eye that is often being used and in, in, in these songs and i think that's what makes them really resonate with me is because there's not a clear right and wrong there's not a clear you know i'm right and i'm helping this person there's no white knighting of the situation it's just kind of like I don't know what the fuck to do and I care about you and want to help, but I can't do anything. And that's fucking me up too, because I feel powerless. So what the fuck do I do? And then you get a song like this and that's kind of, uh, it's a, there's a reason not many of those types of songs can exist because it's a very unique situation. And to try and phone that in would be real hollow. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that there's such an empathy in that time of his life too. And like, you know, even even looking at like a song like Sadie, where he just goes so deep into his understanding of what's happening to this person who's like, yeah, it's it's silly that he's finding out about her from a like nonfiction book that he read or whatever, but the tenderness that's there, the just like emotional like empathy is just like it's not you you don't yeah you don't see it in most of his contemporaries totally it's like it's like there's either like a a, like full-on illumination of like someone's someone's like harm that they're causing to themselves or there's like anger directed there's blame um, and Matt's just so just non-judgmental and just like, I, I think that's what, you know, as we've gone through this whole process of talking about every single one of their songs, I've had to really kind of look at why this resonated with me more than a get up kids, more than a saves the day, more than a dashboard, more than a whatever. And this is not to like, be like, Oh, they're better than those bands. They are. Um, but it's for me to kind of realize like, that's what drew me in is like, I was a fucked up kid who didn't have all the answers, and this felt like someone who cared about that. The reason I think Alkaline Trio built a cult, and the reason Matt became the figurehead of that more than a Dan, despite maybe how we view certain songs or whatever, is because of that feeling and that expression. And it's why any band who gets to uh, that type of territory, the fans feel like they're having some sort of commune to that degree. And I think that's why through this era at a time in my life when I needed it, these songs hit because even without me analyzing them in the way I am now, I just intuited that I felt it and I believed it most importantly. Yeah. I, I think that for, for a scene that had just a lot of like, a lot of predatory behavior, whether it, you know, it was sexually driven or just like, let me make someone's tragedy just a, a subject, just a thing to just like play out yeah. for an audience to make me look deeper. Yeah. That's not, that's not what this is at all. And, no. And I, I like, yeah, I appreciate that so much too and being yeah, being a being a fucked up kid 
sucks and it did it did suck and i mean mest wrote a great song about it so uh we know it's true i wonder where's my guy tony tony but yeah you know i remember i remember being in high school and and having having some problems and and needing to have my friends come over so they could help me like talk to my parents about it totally like this is just such a just just such a knowing portrait uh-huh. of of what that's like and and to have you know these caring people there but who are also like trying not to let you know that they're uh-huh. watching you carefully totally and uh yeah i mean i didn't expect this episode to go this direction nor did i but i mean when you really break it down i think that's the core of it i think it's what made them feel special to me and it's why i continue to check them out and stand up for so much of this stuff and and why songs like this hit so well because i think on a purely musical level really effective great i think there's great decisions being made but like there's something more to it and i think that's what so the reason I would want to do a podcast about this band and not many others is because there's something more there and it comes through and it comes through in ways that you don't always expect. And I think that's, uh, it's always thrilling to me. What do you rate it? Five, five cutleries out of five. Um, I, four and a half. I don't know why. I think that's fair. Yeah. This is one that I've always, um, I don't want to say irrationally loved, but it's one that when it comes up, I just have to listen to the whole thing. I'm just like, I'm in for the ride. It's a song I would definitely show to people when they're getting into them. There's something about it that just feels like, to me, this is like the apex of them reaching for a thing at a certain period of time. And to me, it's been all kind of down slope since. Yeah. I think that um, my it's interesting, you know, having like the rela- relationship that we have with Crimson. Um, I feel like I'm I feel like more of a need to reserve my f- my couple of fives that are going to be doled out Fair. for this one. Fair. Just because I think that they are. um both representative of something that only this record does. I'm excited. Yeah. Love it. Um, I love you. I love you too. I'm glad that you're here. Likewise. And uh, I'm glad that we get to do this as often as we do. It's nice to be back in the swing, baby. We have just wrapped up a marathon day of... I think the quality never dipped. Nor do I. I. Got a little tired at the at the beginning of this one, but we made it through, and we are so happy to be able to post these weekly, and to share them, and to share this time with all of you out there. We started doing this because we knew it'd be a good time for us, and the fact that we have people who are here listening weekly is amazing the fact that we are a part of people's weekly routine is also something that i cherish deeply um and david does too correct david does too but i'm the one who d- usually takes care of this part so um 
you know, I, it, it's been, it's been a very strange year. Oh God, has it ever? <laughs> and it's about to, in real time, get a little, just a little bit more wild for uh, you. But we're we're prepping for that and pressing on, pressing on, and um, we, we've both been through some very unexpected turns um, in our lives and. This has been something that has been a really, really nice anchor mm-hmm. and something that I always look forward to doing and I always look forward to sharing and we are just very lucky people. Truly. And we're really thankful for all of you for coming um, and we invite you to come back next year. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna we are gonna, week. we are gonna take next week off. Um, so we will see you in 2020, which we're gonna start with a bang. Baby. We're gonna start with a bang. We're gonna uh, shoot for zero hospital visits for, yeah. for both of us combined. Love that. Um, and we hope that you have great holiday and that you get to spend it with people that you love and that you care for. And we look forward to talking to you soon. So we'll talk then. Thanks, folks.